Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Have you ever walked a day in someone else's shoes? Like, literally, not metaphorically. Have you ever walked a day in someone else's shoes? I have, and it was terribly uncomfortable. Just this, uh, the, at the beginning of this new year, my family and I traveled to Houston, Texas, where my brother lives, and my family and, and my parents uh, spent uh, that, the first week of the new year in Houston, Texas. Now, I was going on vacation, and I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to bring whatever I feel like bringing. So the only thing I brought were my most comfortable pair of tennis shoes. Well, little did I know that my family had planned the first evening there as a dinner outing to a fancy restaurant. Uh, I should have checked my email more often where my family, you know, discusses these plans and that sort of stuff. But, you know, all I had was my tennis shoes and I thought, I shouldn't just wear my tennis shoes. So I asked my brother, you know, he's my brother. We have the same size feet. I said, hey, could I borrow a pair of shoes? And he's a nice brother. And so he said, sure. So I put on the shoes and I thought, you know, they look all right, but I could tell right away, you know, they were going to be a little iffy. Anyways, I wore them to the restaurant. I can just tell you they were, they were anything but comfortable. The next day, though, I made a, I made a bigger mistake. Uh, the next day, we had planned a family outing to a museum and a park, and we were going to be walking a bunch with, with the kids and stuff. And I really should have just worn my tennis shoes. They would have been totally acceptable on this day. Actually, they would have been the perfect thing to wear. But on this day, I, my brother was putting on, he had these like stylish leather boot kind of things. I don't know, he's more fashionable than I am, I guess. And he, he had another pair, and I thought, I could try some leather boots. So I said, can I, can I wear this other pair? And he said, sure. So I put them on, and I thought, oh, I don't know. I mean, they're fashionable, but... I don't know. Anyways, I decided to wear them, and I didn't bring my backup tennis shoes. I, I wore, wore them, and, and as soon as I started walking in these things, I mean, we were already at the park, but I was going to get immediate blisters in these shoes, and I, I could not stand it. And so I said to my brother, Do, can, I, can, I trade, can I try what you're wearing? And being the nice brother that he is, he said, sure. So I put on his pair of boots, and I mean, they weren't that much better, but they were a little bit better. I can tell you, walking a day in somebody else's shoes or boots is not all that comfortable. How does this sound to you today? If I say to you today, I want you to give up comfort. I want you to give up comfort. Maybe not all of your comfort, but some of your comfort. How does that sound to you? Maybe some of you have already elected to do this. Being that it's the Lenten season, perhaps some of you have already decided that you're going to give up something for Lent. Maybe some of you have, maybe some of you haven't. Uh, and, and why is it that people give up things for Lent? I think different people have different reasons. But if I were to ask in general to the people who give things up for Lent, hey, what did you give up for Lent? Most people generally give something up that they like something that they enjoy. One could say something that makes them comfortable, right? Today, I want to encourage you to give up comfort. And what we're going to see today is that ultimately it's Jesus who gave up comfort for us. Each week during Lent, uh, we are going to focus in on a, on a given theme uh, called I Give Up. And each week we'll, we'll give up something or focus on giving up something. So today it's comfort. 
Next week, pride and control, power, and then finally, I give up giving up. Each of these things, as they stand alone, could be things that if we held on to them, uh, inhibit the opportunity for us to experience the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. And it's not until we can give these things up that we can experience the kind of life that Jesus has for us. So today, we're focusing on giving up on comfort. Now, I told a story about my uh, wearing my brother's shoes, right? And I said it was terribly uncomfortable to walk in somebody else's shoes. It's never as comfortable as wearing your own shoes. But we could use other examples too, right? What, what if I asked you, what's the most comfortable thing in your life? Is it your bed? An old pair of jeans? Maybe it's your favorite pair of shoes. Is it your chair that nobody else thinks is comfortable because it's completely formed to your backside, right? What's the most comfortable thing in your life? No matter what, no matter what it is, I think that comfort is a highly personalized thing. What's comfortable for one can be incredibly uncomfortable for another. If I ask myself, hey Aaron, what's the most comfortable thing in your life? I start to run through this list in my head. Oh, my slippers, my sweatpants, my spot on the couch, my morning routine, my bed when there aren't children sleeping in it. You know, and, and as I go through this list, I'm thinking to myself, oh, all those things are so nice. But when I think about comfort, all I'm doing is thinking about me, right? When I talk about me being comfortable, I'm really just talking about me. If I say I am comfortable, I'm essentially saying to you, I'm great. I don't know how you are, but I'm doing quite well. Comfort is an incredibly personalized description of something. We read a Bible passage today from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. This is the very beginning of a letter from Paul to the church at Corinth, his second letter to them. And in these words, he is greeting the church at Corinth. Now, Miss Aubrey Chalgren read this for us today. And What was the prevailing word as Paul was writing here to the church at Corinth? Did anybody pick up on that? What's the word that was repeated over and over and over again? Comfort. 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 What was Paul's point in writing this? That our God, who is a God of all comfort, gave up comfort in order to come here and take on human affliction. Jesus gave up heavenly comfort to take on human affliction. The God of all comfort gave up comfort to take on affliction. Just think of it. He who knew no sin became sin for us. God humbled himself by taking the nature of a servant, by becoming a man, by becoming obedient, obedient to the point of death, even death, on a cross. Jesus came into this world in order to come and rescue us from our affliction, and he did it by taking the most uncomfortable route. It began in a manger, and it ended on a cross. Jesus Christ, the very Messiah, did not know comfort when he walked on this earth. And why does Paul say that Jesus did this? He did it in order that he can comfort us during any and all of our afflictions. Jesus truly understands what you're going through. 
Your God is a very personal God who knows what suffering and affliction looks like. He knows not just what it looks like. He hasn't just observed it. He doesn't just talk about it, but he's actually experienced it. Your God is a God who knows what suffering and affliction feels like. And he went through it in order that he can be with you now in your affliction. He has walked in your shoes. Paul then goes on, though, to say that we then, too, should also do what? Comfort others in their times of affliction. And this is what he talks about in verses 3 and 4. Let me read it for, for you. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Do you see this key word right in the very, very middle here? It's the word so that. So that. Right? So that what? Why does God comfort us? So that we may be able to comfort those who are in times of affliction. And how do we do that? Not with our own comfort. We don't offer them our pair of slippers or favorite sweatpants. We bring to them the comfort of God with which we ourselves are comforted. And the only way that we can experience the comfort of God is when we are willing to give up the things that oftentimes make us comfortable. So when we give up, we allow ourselves to be comforted by God and then when we give up, we allow ourselves to be the agents of bringing that comfort into this world. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Uh, to comfort other people in their times of affliction. I think if you imagine yourself on the receiving end of it, we go, oh, yeah, that's good. To know that there are people in this world who would, who would give up their time, their own comfort for my sake in my time of affliction to walk with me and suffer with me, that feels good. But when it's exchanged and flipped and we, and we say, but for me to give up my comfort, oftentimes that's a little more difficult. That's tough. And, and, and I don't think a lot of people actually like doing that. Now, I'm not saying that people don't willingly do it. We do it all the time, but deep within our core, do we really enjoy it? Maybe not necessarily so. There's a reason that there's that saying, step out of your comfort zone, right? There's a reason that saying exists, and it's the fact that people have a comfort zone and they like it there, right? But imagine if you never did step out of your comfort zone. Or imagine if you were never forced to step out of your comfort zone. Imagine if all you knew was comfort, that you were rich, that you were healthy, that you always had whatever you wanted whenever you wanted it. How would you view the rest of this world and other people in it? I think you would, by nature of the situation, I think you'd end up being selfish, even if unintentionally tell you what, the comfort that we are promised here, the comfort of God, the comfort of God transcends, that means it goes beyond any of the highly personalized comfort things that we experience in this life. 
I said that comfort is a highly personalized thing, right? What's comfortable for one may not necessarily be comfortable for the other. But the comfort of God is comfortable for all people. It is comfortable for all people. And the way, the way that we experience his comfort, his eternal comfort, is by giving up often our own sense of comfort. We give up what we might think is comfortable in order to experience his eternal comfort. He's oftentimes got something different in mind for us than cozy sweatpants and our favorite hot beverage. You see, we read another passage today in Luke chapter 9, where Jesus is instructing his disciples to take up their cross and follow him. Ugh. Didn't I just say that Jesus came to give us comfort? I'll, I'll tell you what, taking up a cross and following Jesus, I'll tell you, that does not sound comfortable to me. As a matter of fact, that sounds incredibly uncomfortable and highly painful. Yet taking up a cross is not intended to create comfort in our lives as we would define it. You know, we know that it wasn't comfortable for Jesus to take up his cross. It was incredibly painful. The most painful, the greatest affliction. But Jesus gave up his heavenly comfort to take on our human affliction. He gave up his comfort so that you and I could have comfort. He did this so that he can be with us in any and every affliction. He knows what it's like to suffer because he's done more than just talk about it. He's done more than just observe it. He has experienced it and he has overcome he has overcome every human affliction, and now he is with us, and he is bringing to completion a time and a place where there will be no more suffering or pain or affliction. There will just be comfort for eternity. Jesus gave up in order to give. Jesus he gave up in order that he was able to give. By his giving up, he gives. By giving up comfort, he gives comfort. By giving up life, he gives life. Today, and throughout the weeks of Lent, as a congregation, I want to challenge you, and I'm going to be walking along with you in this, that I want to challenge us to give up to give during the season of Lent. Instead of just talking about giving things up for Lent, and instead of just giving things up frivolously for maybe whatever reason that we do it, instead of just giving things up for ourselves during Lent, we're going to give up in order that we can give. And we're not just going to remove something from us, but I actually want to go above and beyond and replace what we would have given to ourselves by giving to others. During the next six weeks, we're going to give up to give to a local nonprofit agency called 31 Backpacks. It's a nonprofit agency in our community that provides food and hygiene items uh, to children and their families in our local community each weekend who have been identified by school administrators as having a need. Our director of community outreach, Carrie Mayra, is heading up this challenge, and Carrie's put together a short little video here to give you some of the details for this project. Take a look at this. Hey guys, it's Carrie, director of community outreach. I'm here today to talk to you about the Lent challenge. So if you've seen the announcement, we are going to be doing a challenge for the next um, upcoming six weeks. 
um, to support our local organization, 31 Backpacks. So just a little background for 31 Backpacks. It's a local organization that provides food and hygiene products to four counties, um, and right now they are serving about 190 kids. Um, the cost can range up to $1,000 per week with supplies due to the number of kids. Um, and so what we're going to be doing is each week we are going to be trying to outdo the previous week of supplies we collect. So for the first week, we're not going to set a goal. We're just going to see how much we can collect. And then I'll give you a tally um, before the next week. And we're going to see how much we can collect. At the very end of Lent, we are going to have one final challenge. But I'm going to hold it as a surprise for now. Um, so I appreciate your guys' help. And I look forward to seeing what happens. All right, we'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. Awesome. So I know the audio is a little bit hard to hear on there, but just the basic gist is this. Uh, what we're going to do is, is each week bring some items, and those are listed in your bulletin of what's, what's needed. Um, and so we're going to bring those each week, and the goal is to outgive ourselves each week. Uh, so we want you thinking about this each and every week, not just to bring one big batch of stuff this one week, but each and every week. Now, as we go through this Lenten challenge, you know, it's going to be a little bit like putting on someone else's shoes. I put on my brother's shoes, and they were incredibly uncomfortable. But that's what we've been called to do as Christians. We step out of our comfort zone into another's affliction in order to bring them the comfort of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not sure how you want to work this Lenten challenge out for you and your families. Um, maybe you've already given something up for Lent. Um, and, and if you have, um, maybe you gave up chocolate or sugar or coffee or some creature comfort thing. One option is whatever money you would have spent on yourself during Lent on those items to take that money and go and purchase supplies for this Lenten challenge and, and bring them in. But maybe you elected to not give something up for Lent, and that's perfectly acceptable too. But could you consider adding this on as something that you would do? So as you go grocery shopping each week, could you put a couple of supplies in your cart and be thinking about this? That as you take uh, care of yourself, could you also bring that comfort of Jesus Christ to some families and children in need? Remember this today as you, as you go. Remember, Jesus gave up to give. He gave up in order to give us comfort. And the Apostle Paul reminds us and encourages us that we also give up to give to others. So when you give up some of your comfort this week for the sake of somebody else, you are living like Jesus. You're doing what we say we do here. You are being alive in Christ. So go and do that this week. Give up comfort. Bear with one another in each and every affliction. It won't be comfortable, and that's the point. Live like Jesus. Give up to give. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.